1: Welcome to the New Growth Podcast with Nikki Walton. Join her as she explores divine love as a key to spiritual growth, empowered service, and inner and outer success. If you'd like to support Nikki's podcast, please visit BeHereNowNetwork.com forward slash Nikki. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of New Growth. I am your host Nikki Walton and today I have with me Dr. Michael Beckwith. He is a friend, he is a spiritual teacher, he is an author, he is the founder of Agape, an international spiritual center that tens of thousands of people tune into every week to hear his message of of oneness, of love. Thank you Dr. Beckwith for joining me and my audience today.
2: Uh, It's been a a long time coming, and I'm so glad to be with you. It's, it's, uh, it's my joy.
1: Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. I always want to ask every spiritual messenger the same question at the top of the podcast. What is your experience of this present moment?
2: This present moment, um, I think there's a tremendous um, a purging that's happening on the planet, and I'm, I'm sensitive to the, the next level of what's trying to emerge at this time in human history. Mm. Um, I can see the, I had a vision a couple of weeks ago where I could see the fog, the clouds, and I can see the sun shining behind it.
1: Ah.
2: And I can see that that's, 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 that's going to be seen uh, shortly. It's going to be a, a little bit of a more darkness in terms of the purging, but that will, the sun will outshine all the fog and mm-hmm. all it's wow.
1: dissipating. It dissipating. Yeah. It. Ah, yeah. I love that. That's beautiful, yeah. beautiful. You know, so we met in December of 2018. I'm um, in South Africa. It was a crazy trip. How I even got there and how I was able to meet with you and your team. And I, you said some words to me over breakfast. Um, I was sharing my journey of practicing the presence of God, practicing love, and I'm like, I'm carrying. You know, I'm. I, I feel this light. And I'm practicing this light, you know, and it's hard. And sometimes I forget. It seems like I forget. Then I remember and then I forget. And you were listening, you know, patiently. And as soon as I stopped, because I had no more words, you said, you think that you're carrying this light, but the light is carrying you. And that hit me so deeply because I could feel like the effortlessness of those words, um, and I've, I've continued to go back to that over and over. And I share those words. I'm sure for you all at home, you've heard me say that. I, I repeat those words to others because it's important. It's an important distinction. So thank you.
2: Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's absolutely true. You know, we're constantly being carried. And there's a constant broadcast that's happening from the source of all creation. And what we're seeking to do is be, be more awake and more aware to it and realize like we're not doing it. We're becoming like a transponder. We're we're available, we're open to it. It flows through us, it flows as us, and it does mm. carry us. Yes. And then we understand uh, what grace is. You know, the grace notes ah. begin to happen in our life. And
1: we So never, is it, is it grace? Are those words synonymous? Like when you were saying it carries us, it flows through through us, it appears as us.
2: Yeah. Is grace. it grace? Yeah, grace is a, 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 we'll say the grace, love, joy, these are the essence of it. And mm. you can't separate the essence from the thing. It's impossible to separate the essence from something. So we talk about the source. We talk about the presence that's never an absence. The essence of the source is grace. The essence, essence of the source is love. The essence of the source is abundance. The essence of the source is a total giving without mm. any sense of with, withhold. And so oftentimes people will speak about the qualities of the presence. I like to say the essence of it, because sometimes quality uh, denotes a tiny bit of separation from it. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. but essence is it. And so it carries us. It, as it flows, it begins to be the intelligence, the wisdom, yeah. so that we're able to act appropriately in the moment, not from a pre-planning mental thing, but from the intelligence or the love or the wisdom flowing through us as as we carry its essence, you know.
1: Mm, that's beautiful. How do you experience that essence? Like, how is it experienced in the Dr. Michael Beckwith system?
2: There's um, a sense of uh, peace that I carry, that I've carried for, for many years, and a sense of, for the most part, a kind of a non-reaction to the world of phenomena, it's more of a response from the essence, a sponsor, response from the presence. So sometimes the, uh, the experience, I like to use the word realization. You know, it's mm-hmm. like a, I have a, a deep uh, realization of my connection with it. Uh, wow. Sitting right here in this room uh, a few months ago, I was just about to do an, an interview like right now. And normally what I do is I sit back on that couch back there and I meditate. Mm-hmm.
1: I saw you do that in Africa before you went out on that big soccer stadium stage and you got (laughs) quiet and you sat in a room full of people. You were in another world right? in your chair.
2: Right, I just go and and so that the infinite invisible becomes more real to me than than anything. So I was sitting here and when I got up to to get on the interview, I couldn't see. I was blind. Mm -hmm. I was blinded by the light. Everything was just glowing and I really could not see anything in front of me. So, we had to postpone the interview for a moment until I got my bearings. Wow, that's powerful. And yeah, but one of my ministers came in, and Lee came in, mm-hmm. and I could see the fountain of light within them. It was, like, it was like a fountain of light, like this. And I was aware that I was looking at their real self, not their body, you know, just their real self. And then, little by little, by little I was able to see here as well, as well as carry the light. And so, since that time, it's just been like a residue of connection, you know, and of course mm-hmm. I've had other experiences over the years, okay. but since that one, it's been like just this residue of connection, residue of peace, residue of love. Does it mean sadness doesn't pass through? Does it mean disappointment doesn't pass through, but it's passing through this, this field.
1: Uh, of yes. peace and beauty. That is and so powerful. So powerful. Yeah. I, it made me think of a quote from Ananda Maima, and she says, real vision, like true vision is eyeless. And I was just speaking with someone on the phone the other day because I was trying to explain how I experienced the presence. And I, it's almost like it's very similar to what you were describing. So like right now, I'm aware of this microphone and aware of this voice and the voice there and this computer and these lights and the camera but the sense like the felt sense of this like a substance is more real than everything that is like on offer here vi- visibly absolutely and no matter where i am no matter where this nikki body finds itself that presence is and it's yeah. louder than the world it's that's louder it. than the seeming world mm-hmm.
2: yeah, no, that, that's it and and our hope is that people actually have that awareness Yes. that this infinite, invisible presence is more real than the chairs we're sitting on. Yes, and, exactly. And, yeah. Exactly. And, and, until that happens, though, people can't really get to the perfect peace of mind that passes human understanding because they're caught up in the swirl of phenomena. Exactly. You know, the transitory, the temporary, whatever is whatever the latest and greatest thing that's happening on the planet, yeah. uh, in, the, in the manifest world, has their attention. Yes. You know, but when we start to catch... This ineffable presence doesn't mean we don't live in the world. We're in it fully, totally. Oh yeah, yeah. All, all, all systems go full action, <laughs> but there's no attachment to an outcome because the presence got it. You know, Exactly. It's like, exactly. It, it forms differently, you know.
1: Exactly. It's like you know it's like, what's real. It's
2: like we have a secret. Like we we already know everything's gonna turn out okay. Yeah. We don't know how. <laughs> we don't know how.
1: <laughs> don't know how. Can't see how, but I can yeah. feel yeah. it. I You're can right. feel yeah. it right I feel right. my way there yeah. yeah it's so real you know it's palpable and like what you said for me when my mind would race and I'd sit thinking that I was meditating you know I'm trying to silence my mind like you know 10 years ago now I can see that as long as that presence is announcing itself the thoughts slow down disappear or seen through on their like it's a natural side effect of being aware of this essence of being aware right. of the substance. Right. And th- there's no other way. Like you can't silence your thoughts. Just like you can't stop your breathing. Like You can, it's not good. You can't stop your heartbeat. You know, you can't stop the thoughts, but if you focus the attention on that presence, if you be that presence, the thoughts naturally chill out or you're able to see through them.
2: That's yeah, that's it. They new- become neutralized. They don't yeah. get your full attention and they just pass through And you, you become aware that you are the space that it's passing through, but those thoughts are not your identity.
1: Exactly. No,
2: it's not, it's just, it's passing through. You can feel them, you can experience them, but when you stop resisting them, they just pass through. People like to say mind over matter. I say mind over chatter.
1: (laughs) Ah, I like that. That's good. That's good. That's good. So yeah, it's, it's all passing through this field, this ocean. And right. for me, I experience it. I like to use the word love. That's my word, that essence. You know, I like to describe it as love. And so it feels like anger comes through the love. Human right. yes. joy comes through the love. That's Human it. sadness comes through this love. But the love is what stands in every moment. In my whole practice, since I met you, like right before I met you, I feel like I only met you and had the pleasure of just being in your presence and sharing this with you and getting words of wisdom from you because I was practicing the presence of God. I had been practicing for a year and a half dedicated, clinging to the rope, like clinging to his feet, you know, sitting in God's lap at every single moment. And then that Africa trip happened. And then my new life happened around me.
2: And yeah, I, I could see it bubbling through.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were like, it's carrying you just keep relaxing. Cause I was like, I don't see it. I'm not seeing it. I mean, I was, cause I mean, well you africa know it was amazing but still i was like i'm not seeing it in the part of my life that i need to see it most and right. you're like be patient
2: be yeah polite. that was a great the, the africa trip was a grace note it was like
1: man it was the big i met oprah yeah. i was i met coldplay i met you it yeah. was yeah. amazing
2: yeah yeah we and did you i think was you though taking me the pictures of um the, the founding folks like you know we were we were hanging out yeah
1: i was like i basically became your photographer yeah, you and um your um choir director what was yeah. her name uh,
2: uh i can see uh, her
1: miss arne was that Bats- look at me i'm not even good with names i could see her face in my head yeah, yeah. but i couldn't call her name yeah. there it is she's
2: one of our great soloists arne Bats-
1: man she hmm. is amazing you guys are great y'all are a great team that was powerful yeah, powerful she's time for me she's oh. really
2: good yeah, yeah. the um yeah. See, the thing about it is what you're talking about is that people try to see the presence with their eyes mm. and, and it's invisible and it's formless. So you can't see it with your eyes. Right. And you can't hear it with your ears. You're actually right. seeing with your awareness. Right. You're seeing with the awareness that created the eyes and you're right. seeing it with the awareness that created the ears.
1: Oh, that's so, good. So, that's you're, really you're
2: good. So, so when you meditate, when you pray, when you surrender, you're, you're activating a spiritual faculty. That allows you to see the invisible and to hear the inaudible. So when you you're feeling into when I said to you, you know, it's carrying you,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you're able to feel into the invisible and let it carry you. And now you see the manif you see the manifestation of it. You know, in terms of your new home, your family's exactly. together. The manifestation of it coming to Africa. But it is always invisible. It's you know?
1: always invisible. Oh, that's so good.
2: Yeah. It's formless. That's
1: good. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, then, that's so powerful.
2: Yeah. And so I try to I try to teach people, you know, that what the your work you're doing is to cultivate the spiritual faculty. And and like the the eyes and the ears, they are prosthetics of the spiritual faculty. You know, they're like the crutch. They're like mm. it helps you get along in 3D. Yeah. In three dimensions. You gotta see, you gotta taste, you gotta touch, you gotta hear. So you gotta like respond.
1: there are tools. There are yeah. tools. Mm.
2: Yeah. But the real deal is in the invisible, yeah. and what happens is you become an ambassador of the invisible, in time and space, mm. here on the planet. You know, I, I, also I like that—an
1: ambassador of the invisible. I like it. I need a I, card. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> and so, I, I like to tell people that we're not—we're not trying to be ascended masters. We're mm-hmm. trying to be descended masters. Yes. You know, we, we've taken on a human incarnation to bring the essence here, not to like, oh my God, this is. This is a terrible experience. I got to get out of here and go to heaven. No, we're going to bring it here so that heaven is here.
1: Yeah. And then we take it with us
2: anywhere we go. You know.
1: Yeah, I love it. I love that. I want to read a quote that I saw on your Instagram maybe a week or two ago. And I want you to share with everyone how they can create the best version of their life, the whole version of themselves. Mm-hmm. So this is the quote. You said, I want you to begin to see yourself living the life that you envision for yourself and then take baby steps walking in that direction. Every single day, do at least one step. Taking baby steps will create spiritual, emotional, and soulful movement. Those movements will carry you to take bigger steps and you'll see that you already live in the success. Before it manifests, before it shows up, you'll already be in the feeling of it. And then when it shows up, it's like, ah, I knew this all along. I was already feeling it. So for someone, Dr. Beckwith, that is not familiar with practicing this presence, how can they get started? Like, how can they take baby steps?
2: Mm -hmm. There's two things. First of all, um, we always want to engender a feeling inside of us. Nothing happens without a feeling. Mm -hmm. I used to have a a spiritual t-shirt. I used to say, it don't mean a thing unless it has that
1: feeling. <laughs> oh, That's a good one. You know what you told me at breakfast that day? I was like, I got this feeling. I can feel it in my heart area. And you were like, it's a body mantra. And I had never heard anything like that before. And I haven't heard it since I read it anywhere. And I think about those words too of yours. I'm like, that's a beautiful way to describe it. Cause it's something I return to and try to stay aware of, you yeah. know, that essence within this, in this instrument. Absolutely.
2: So what I ask people to do is one, You think of a moment in your life, any moment, doesn't matter how old you were, a moment when you actually felt that all of your needs were met, you felt a a sense of coherence with confidence, love. You felt it doesn't matter whether you were three years old or 13 or whatever, you just take one of those moments, and close your eyes, you take a a breath, you you hold it for a little bit so that 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 feeling goes into your nervous system. And then with that feeling, you begin to envision the life that you want to live, keeping in mind that what you are envisioning might be too small. Mm
1: -hmm. It
2: might be not exactly what's what's to emerge through you, but you're asking me, you know, how do we start? This is how you start. Yes. So the feeling itself will begin and, and you start off with how you see you want to live your life. But the feeling will supersede what you're seeing mm. and you bring into your life, you'll manifest into your life um, more than what you're imagining, more than what you're seeing just through the feeling. And then you'll realize that, you know, I like to tell people, you know, when you're doing that, you're saying, you're saying those magic words, this that I'm seeing or something better mm. in the highest and best interest of all concerned. So what happens is momentum starts to take place. And instead of you just seeing what you think you want, you, you start to get feeling of what, of what wants to emerge, that there's something in you already that's already there that wants to emerge. It's like the avocado tree is already within the avocado
1: seed. Absolutely.
2: The apple yeah. tree is already in the seed. It's not like having to make that happen. You see, you just have to make it welcome by being the right condition. So you you start off with the feeling, you start off with how you want to see it, and then the baby steps. You'll be guided. Say, okay, what can I do today? You know, oh, I can call this person. Oh, I can read this book. I can study this particular skill. You know, I can put myself in an environment where there's where there's inspiration going on, and then, but you do something little every day until the steps become bigger, more constant, uh, and then momentum takes over from inertia where people have been sitting around waiting for something to happen. Now they're in the flow of it happening. Mm. And then it becomes like a tidal wave of, you know, like you just said, you meet, you met this person, you met this person, this happened, you yeah. know, your new life started, you moved, you got your whole family, you know, it becomes a momentum of grace notes occurring that you can't effort yeah. but you can let it in other words you're getting out of its way right you know you're, you're removing yourself out of uh, your little self out of the way of the mm-hmm. circuits mm. so it can that's flow.
1: powerful yeah so, so the feeling is more important than what you are envisioning is that accurate can you Absolutely. just feel like if you don't even, like, let's say we're talking to someone that doesn't even know what they want. They can't, they just know they want something different and better than what they're experiencing. Can they just try to call up a memory of, like you said, you know, a yeah. time when the grandma was making cookies, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, can they just <laughs> lean into weird. that feeling? Huh.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, the thing, of, you can, you, you work both. The feeling is primarily important because we live in a feeling universe. Uh, the universal presence through its law responds to how we're feeling, you know. But then you combine that with your in, your envisioning because uh, many people have worse scenario. Uh, they, they, their imagination has been hijacked oh, by the yeah. worst of the world. Uh, the news, you know, all kinds of things that seek to pull us into what, what I call malicious hypnotism. Just trying exactly. to steal your attention and make you afraid of this, make you afraid of that. You see, so many people have these images of negativity, worst-case scenarios. So the feeling then combined with possibility, you know, begins to eradicate the worst-case scenarios, and then the feeling Mm -hmm. takes over, and then you're able to see better. And what are you seeing? You're not just seeing the imaginal realm, which is very, very important, but you're now beginning to see the presence everywhere. It's like, for instance... When I look at a flower, I see the present smiling at me, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, you know, I was talking about this this past Sunday, somebody commented on the orchids that were on the the sanctuary Mm -hmm. uh, platform and it made me teach that there's three ways to look at those flowers. You can look at the species and you you can be scientific about it. You can look at the usefulness of it. You can put it in a bouquet and it radiates beauty. If you look at it really closely with your consciousness, you see that a flower is how God is smiling
1: at you. Yeah, exactly. Different. You exactly. See.
2: It's a different frequency. Exactly. Weekend. So you start it's to like see the, it.
1: Yeah. Like your eyes are seeing a flower, but you're feeling God. Right. That's how. That would be my way of trying to put it into words. And I try to do that with every single seeming other person I meet. It's like my eyes are seeing this seeming other individual, but I'm feeling. The Christ or the that's love. It. That's yeah. it.
2: That is it, and that's and that is a spiritual practice. Yes, that becomes finely tuned. It becomes tested when it's difficult. Yes, we with testing, <laughs> you strengthen that muscle even more.
1: You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost like that temptation, like being in the desert. You know, every time something comes up, now my and my instinct, I go right to the practice. See through it. See through it. See through it. Not just seeing through sickness, not just seeing through lack, but seeing through like even the possibility of a person, period. <laughs> you know, like there, there's only this invisible kingdom, this invisible right. love.
2: Right. That, that, yeah. You know, it states in the scripture that God is not a respecter of persons. Yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, i never thought about that scripture that way.
2: God doesn't know that. God knows presence, you know, in the individual. And the word individual means undivided. So we're all individuals. We're all undivided from the presence. The personage and the personality is something that we made up as a reaction to circumstances. Yep. You know, if something happens, you develop a certain personality. It's defensive mechanism, coping mechanism, or, or a way of belonging. You know, so yeah. you develop nothing wrong with it. This whole
1: person. mechanism is a defense. It, My whole situation is a defense mechanism. <laughs> yeah.
2: You know, it's, it's a coping mechanism. It's also a belonging mechanism. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah. But it's not the real you. It's not your identity. Exactly. You know? Your identity is that light, that brilliance, that, that love. It.
1: Oof. You know, that's why I used to like when people would tell me when I was growing up, like, oh, just be yourself. You know, and I'm like, who is that, though? You know, because I could see how I would pick up certain mannerisms from this friend or I'd pick up a funny catch line from this TV show. And like right. it was just I'd become a, an accumulation of that stuff by high school. And I'm like, I don't even know who I am to be myself. and. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, you, 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 well, you're using a word that I, use, I just used on Sunday. I just said yeah. that many people are, you know, your body is accumulation of all the food and drink you put in it. And your yeah. mind is accumulation of everything that's been impressed on your mind. So most people are, are meeting life with accumulation, but they're not meeting life with life, yes. you know? And so you, you have, so in your practice, in the practice that you just described, the practice of meditation, you start to get to, that which is not you on the basis of what you've accumulated, mm. it's you basis on the basis of what the presence has created. Yes. you know in the beginning, word, in the beginning, yes. idea, in the beginning, feeling, in the beginning, perfection unfolding. Mm. your you're, you're, your shift in identity changes, and it fuels your it fuels your personality, but right. but you are not the personality.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So you yeah. see the physical manifestation in the personality and in the world around the personality, but the essence is, right? That's what is the truth.
2: That's what it is. It's the essence. Yeah. The essence. Yeah. I love it.
1: Wow. Ah, it's so good. Yeah. So
2: good. So, you know, our role is to help people at least become interested. In this yes. Until <laughs> interest, you know, the word interest um, comes from a Word that means you know to love, you know. Mm-hmm. And so once you become interested, then you fall in love with it, and then this becomes your thing, you know. Yeah. You really want to wake up, yeah. and, 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 and what happens is if there's a tipping point, there comes a moment through sp- in spiritual practice where you don't just want the fruits of your spiritual practice, you actually want to wake up to who you are, yep. And when that you cross that line, then you have very little blocking the flow right. coming through you. Uh, many people want the fruits of it. Nothing wrong with that. But yeah, I call it the byproduct of it. You know, mm-hmm. the Byproduct of sons and daughters, what yes. many people are. And that's what brought
1: work. many of us to the practice, right?
2: That's it, yeah.
1: It brought me yeah. to the practice, law of attraction. I'm like, yeah. I need stuff.
2: I need, some, I need to I need to get my stuff together. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> I need to
2: get this stuff, then I need to get it together.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So there's so,
2: so nothing wrong with it. But at yeah. a certain point, you go to the next level. It's like, oh, yeah. I want the real thing. And I want and I get to add stuff too. <laughs> you
1: yep. know? Yep. Yep. I bounced back and forth, Dr. Beckwith, from like 2013 to 2017. I would be all law of attraction for like six months. And then I'd be all enlightenment, like for real non-duality, you know, yeah. <laughs> spiritual. And then I go back to law of attraction because I needed st- I needed money to sustain my lifestyle. And I, I would I knew they were connected in some way, but I couldn't see how. Um, and then I crossed that threshold. And when I made that transition to truth, truth, yeah. I know yeah. that if I have truth, I'll have everything else I need. I right. don't get to pick how that truth shows up, how it takes form. And that's hard. Right. But um trusting deeper. Yeah. That was my practice and by the time I met you that was the, the true practice that I was in um trusting deeper trusting that presence to show up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cuz it's scary to think that <laughs> I'm like I'm sitting here practicing love and that's what I told you I'm practicing but I ain't seeing it, you know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the thing about it is during the time of bouncing back and forth you were actually developing your muscles for manifestation.
1: Ah, you know? Yeah.
2: It's like it's like you can't transcend what you haven't mastered. Right. So Right. You, you you master that level, but not to stay there,
1: you know, right.
2: so that you right. can actually, so now you have muscles of manifestation, you know, you know, to a degree, you know what abundance feels like, and to a degree, yeah. you know what prosperity exactly. what feels like, so now it can flow through and even uh, overflow your, yeah. your, your, your previous uh, paradigm in point of view. Exactly. So we don't, we don't put down that stage. It's actually building something it's because, building. because remember many people still, it's, I, I tell you a story. I used to coach this basketball team years ago. And um, most of the guys that I, I coached me and my, my, friend John went in to coach this team, you know, they didn't have dads in the house and it was, you know, it was this kind of thing. And so we went in and took these guys and we would do their homework with them and we would get, make sure they had food. And, you know, we were teaching them basketball. And so one, and there was one white guy on the team and his father uh was some kind of executive that lived in Beverly Hills, and so his father would bring him down. He wanted him to to pray with the brothers, you know, mm-hmm. all the brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so his name was Brian. I always remember this. So, uh, so one day uh, the father invited every, all the guys over to Brian's house to uh, to eat. So we pull into uh, some. I was either in Beverly Hills or some place mm-hmm. around there, and he lived in this really rather large house. And the house had two front doors. One that takes you right into the living room and one that takes you upstairs. And so the guys in the, in, the, in the van are saying, Brian, what house do you live in? He's saying, right there. And they said, which one? Right there. And they said, Brian, tell us which one you live in. He said, no, that's my house. That's my whole house. Because they, they were coming from the projects. They hadn't yeah. seen a house like yeah. this. Yeah, So I say that to say, in their imagination, mm. if they were to imagine a house, They were imagining an apartment. Exactly. They were imagining, but they opened up and said, oh, there's other possibilities, you know? So so using, you know, so visualizing and envisioning is a way to go beyond your present paradigm until you get to visioning. Envisioning, that's different. Visioning is, I know something is within me. What is it? Speak to me. Show me, show up. That was your
1: life visioning. That's the book I have of yours. Right,
2: right. Then now you go into that stage, but we don't put down any stages. You know, if somebody needs training wheels, use them.
1: Absolutely.
2: At some point, you don't need them. you can be popping wheelies and turning,
1: you know. <laughs> exactly, exactly.
2: <laughs> but I don't, I don't exactly. put down any stage, you know.
1: <laughs> no, I love that. Even now, whenever I have um, a thought that comes, like there's something right now um, that's manifesting and, So there's the tendency to think it's lacking presently because, you know, I can't see it. But I try to use the training wheels, the permission slip of um, it's not lacking. I can only even like be aware of it because it's here. You know, it's like a premonition almost, you know, like, oh, that's coming. Excellent. I'm not lacking that. It's here. I just can't see it, but I can feel it. And so I just stay feeling and every time I get my shoulders up and my stomach a little tight because I'm looking around like, where is it? Where is it? I remember like I use that, that feeling of uneasiness or that feeling of lack to relax. I use it as a trigger to relax my shoulders and to breathe and to remember that all is well and everything is happening in its own time.
2: That's right. The 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 absence of evidence is not the evidence of absence.
1: Good. You're like full of these. You have a million like quotable quotes, <laughs> a million because, gems.
2: <laughs> because the presence is not an absence. It's right? everywhere presence. So just because you can't see it right now doesn't mean it's absent because it's here mm. and, and it's going to flow through you according to your receptivity, availability, according to your frequency, your vibration, because it's, it's always flowing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always never God. God doesn't go on and off. Right, right. <laughs> you know, you, you never have to pray to God to be God.
1: <laughs> right, exactly, exactly.
2: <laughs> you know, you're praying in order to be receptive to what God is, and of course, we're not talking about a man in the sky. We're talking mm-hmm. about the presence of love yes. beauty, intelligence, yes. life, life itself. Yes. You see, so we're we're making ourselves available to this. We become totally available, mm-hmm. and of course, in becoming totally available, you bump into the places within you where you have to grow, if there's a lack of self-love or is there self-loathing, or if you're looking at yourself through the eyes of someone else, you know, all of that has to be healed and, and um, dissolved, you know? Yes. So
1: how, how is that dissolved? Like if there's something like that that comes up for someone, what is the process of dissolving those blocks?
2: Well, uh, of, of course, your meditation, affirmative prayer. But I tell you, I tell you many years ago, Before I started Agape, I had a tremendous spiritual awakening that continued to unfold. I turned my garage into a soundproof room. Mm. And I would go into this room every day and I would do all kinds of work on myself. Some of the work was mirror work. I'd have a mirror and I would talk to myself in the mirror. Mm. I would say things like, um, I talk in three ways. He, Michael, is. He's poised, he's he's confident, he's articulate, he's spiritually powerful, he's full of prosperity. I would talk to myself. You, Michael, are poised, confident, articulate, spiritually powerful. I talk about myself. He, Michael, is. Then I would write it down. I, you, he. Because we have all those voices in our head. That's we have good. we have voices of people that we've heard over the years talk about us, he or she. Oh, she'll never. He, can't, you know, or you hear a voice saying, you know, you're never going to make it, or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Or you hear the voice saying, I, I just can't do it, or whatever. So I'd work with all three of those tenses, create uh, an affirmation of truth, and I would write it down nine times each. For nine days Mm. or sometimes if anger would come up
1: Mm. I would
2: I would do it angrily in other Mm. words when people get angry they sometimes affirm what they don't like they'll say Mm. things like oh why is this always happening to me you know and I teach people emotionally backed affirmations when if you can become conscious enough to be when you're angry take that use that emotion say something like why do why does everything always work together for my good?
1: Why do I always
2: have too much money? Why am I always so healthy? But you're using the anger. Yep. So when the anger starts to dissipate, you have planted within your subjective mind the truth about your being with an angry vibration that now dissipates. Because some people, they'll get up, they'll feel good in the morning, they pray, they meditate, they read some good stuff, and then something bad happens. That they consider bad in the world, they oh, ah,
1: why is this?
2: (laughs) You know, and they use all that anger to tell themselves something they don't want to experience. Yeah, I tell people use it, use it for your own behalf, and let it vent it out, but let it vent as as something affirmative. Those are just little things one can do.
1: That's good. That's really good.
2: Begin to shift the energy because you know we're we, we are we're not just a body of knowledge. We're a state of consciousness. You can memorize the whole, all metaphysics in the world, but ultimately you have to be a state of consciousness. You're a, you are a vibrational frequency, the feeling, the, 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 the frequency, the vibration, I should say. And um, so when that anger is coming up, nothing wrong with it. It's, it's masking fear most of the time. Mm-hmm. You just use it and shift your state you're not denying you're not saying you liked what happened you're not saying that you want it to happen again you're just taking it and using the energy of what's making you upset using it to plant within your subjective a different feeling and a different picture but you're you're, you know and then the energy is going to dissipate but you might as well use it before it goes
1: no that's powerful that's really good good stuff because you're right you know you'll get up you start off great I wake up And I try to remember I am love. I'm not here as Nikki today. I am here as this invisible field. I'm going to watch Nikki get up and go sit and meditate and do all the things, you know. And then by 1 or 2 p.m., I haven't been sitting at my altar for quite some time. (laughs) And that, you know, identity, that identification with Nikki and the emails that are coming through and these responsibilities and that responsibility. I can feel that, you know, the tightness in the shoulders and things. And sometimes situations come up where anger does arise and, because I've been working those spiritual muscles, like you said, it's easy to watch, but to use it in a powerful way like that, you know, to use yes. those emotions, um, that's good. That's good stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what happens is you'll find yourself uh, until the habit gets there, you find yourself missing the opportunity. It's oh, I should have used it.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: But but you'll after a while you'll catch it, and oftentimes there's yeah. times you use it in your car. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? You're in your car, mm-hmm. and nobody can hear you. Turn up your music. Yeah. Uh, why am I always so <laughs> grateful? Why am I always so happy? Why am I always so rich? Yes. Why?
1: <laughs> That's good. Ah, I got to take that note. I got to make a note of that. That's good stuff. <sighs> you always, I mean, the... I can think of probably like five other powerful quotes you shared with me in Africa in 2018. I do wanna ask, cause I know we're all like, we're almost at time. Um, you told me about three books that you thought I should read. And one of which was a book by a guy named, is it Somme of Water and Spirit? Does that oh, sound? Oh, Maladoma
2: Somme, yeah. Have you read it yet?
1: So I had the note in my phone because I took notes that day with you. And then I got home And I was still reading like my Joel Goldsmith and Mm -hmm. Herb Fitch and things and kind of got distracted with other stuff and got distracted with this move here to Florida. And then I met someone else who recommended that book, like almost ad nauseum, like pushing that book on me. (laughs) And I remembered You're like you telling me to read it as well. And I went back in my notes in my phone and I found it, you know, and I actually downloaded it. I got the audible, maybe listened to the first 20 minutes and got distracted with life again. And then recently I was on Instagram and some celebrity had the book where I could just see like the corner of it and I knew what they were reading. And I'm like, ah, so I just bought a copy and it's in the house. And so I'm wondering what it is about that book. What is this book and why should we read it?
2: Okay. That was almost a friend of mine. First of all,
1: ah, very we've cool.
2: Known, we've known each other for years. He's a bona fide uh, from West Africa uh, shaman, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word. His, his, very quickly, this is his story. Growing up in West Africa, the missionaries came, they would come and they would take, sometimes try to take the boys out of the community and take them to um, their, their, these particular schools of teach mm-hmm. Catholicism. Anyway, mm-hmm. he was kidnapped as a young boy. Mm-hmm. and taken to one of these, these places uh, that was teaching him, you know, the old kind of teachings around Jesus. Yeah. And then they would set them, then, but he escaped. He escaped as a teenager
1: mm-hmm. and went,
2: found his village. When wow. he found his village, he was, he, he, under, he remembered his language. He was speaking. Everybody welcomed him home, but there was nuance that he didn't understand. He didn't know mm-hmm. why he didn't understand. And they told him that he had not been initiated. Because at the age of, I think, 12, all the boys are initiated into the higher frequencies. They do it when the mind is, 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 is very flexible before it ah. forms hard opinions about the physical world. But, but he hadn't done that because he had been kidnapped.
1: Mm.
2: So he went, they said, you can do initiation, but it's very dangerous because your mind has been formed by the Western world who looks at empirical uh, th- knowledge and things you can touch and smell as reality. We don't look at reality like that, okay? He decides to do it anyway. And uh, it's difficult because he's older, but he goes through the initiation process. The initiation process... Oh, let me just say this. In this village, when a mother is seven months pregnant, Mm -hmm. she goes to the village doctor and the the doctor channels the the baby. Mm -hmm. The baby tells the village what his or her name is and why they are incarnating.
1: Wow. Okay.
2: Now, when you go through an initiation, you end up back in your mother's womb remembering what you're saying to the community, what your name is and why you have arrived. You come back to full awareness.
1: That's powerful.
2: Okay. So, Maladoma Some goes through this initiation. I'm leaving out a lot because you need to read the book.
1: Yeah, and I'm going to. I promise. This time I will.
2: And he remembers himself channeling through his mom, my name is Maladoma Somme, which means the bridger of two worlds. Mm. He was destined to be kidnapped. He was destined to understand Western thought and African thought. He went to college, got a couple of master's degree. He's got a PhD. He would read the minds of the teachers so he knew how to pass the tests Mm -hmm. because he was was an initiated man. Mm. So now he gets to teach Westerners about this higher consciousness in their own language.
1: Wow. Okay, I'm reading it. I'm reading it. I can, <laughs> I can feel that a, I need it to. <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm giving you just a, a little bit.
1: This is the trailer. I'm getting the trailer. I love it. Okay, you. you're,
2: you're getting the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> so so read, Okay, so so I'll tell you one more thing about him.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: A couple of years ago, a few years ago, I was I was in a meeting and we wanted him to come speak somewhere. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll get in touch with him and, and give him a call. I just put out the signal, I need to speak to him. Mm-hmm. I'm driving to my office and the phone is ringing and it's him. And he says, wow. Michael, I hear you want to speak to me. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> I said, yes. He said, well, I'm in LA. I said, oh, good. Uh, uh, he said, come to my hotel room. You know, So I said, okay, it was Wednesday night. I said, after my Wednesday night service, I'll come. So we go and we hang out until the wee hours of the morning. <laughs> and He had just finished his elder initiation. And the elder initiation, he has to put mud on his body from where he grew up in the village, he can't bathe for a number of days, mm-hmm. he goes through these processes. After a period of time, he understands the language of the birds, understands the language of the animals, he understands the language of the trees, he understands the language of Mother Earth. Mm-hmm. And Mother Earth told him that she had gone to another frequency. She was conscious and she had gone to a whole other frequency and she was waiting for humanity to catch up they would be purging there would be all manner of things coming up to the surface because the vibration of the planet was higher
1: yeah
2: those people who are in spiritual practice that are surrendering it's not going to it's going to be less painful than those people who are hard headed so yeah. to speak you know what i mean it's going to be more purging it's going to be different crisis, things like that mm-hmm. and when you study the vibration of the planet from a scientific point of view, they have measured the Earth's frequency. And over the last 30 years, it's gone increasingly up. So whether you look at it from the shamanistic point of view or from the scientific point of view, you know, we're living in a much higher frequency right now.
1: Mm.
2: And Earth is waiting for us to grow up, to mature spiritually.
1: Powerful. Beautiful. Mm. Beautiful. thank you.
2: So he he got a divorce, him and his wife divorced.
1: Oh, okay. and,
2: And they had to go to the elders to get permission and when the elders did the divination and did all the work they said yes your your work is finished mm-hmm. your work is finished with each other mm-hmm.
1: you
2: know god bless you know and they're friends they right. went on you know
1: right oh, i love it i love that yeah. that's good stuff i'm going to read the book and get what it like get from it what i'm supposed to because it's keep it keeps coming up over and yeah. over and over and over yeah so yeah and when you do
2: get back in touch with me let I me mean, no, oh, know what i want to i
1: will i absolutely will and can you please tell the audience where they can keep up with you if you have any retreats coming up or, you know, online Absolutely. services they can tune into?
2: Yeah, all, all, all of that. They can turn into my service, tune into my services every Sunday, either at agapelive.com or Agape's Facebook page or my personal Facebook page or, or YouTube. You know, you can go wherever whatever your particular social media is. We're on all of them. It's broadcast live. 6.45 a.m. Pacific time is the way of meditation service. Nine o'clock is the second service with the music and the message. 8.30, there's another meditation. There's another meditation service at 11 a.m., 11.30 service. So that's the Sunday services. And then, uh, as you said, I do have an Instagram page. I do have an app. If you go to my website, michaelbeckwith.com, you can download my app. They'll show you how to download my app. Um, so, you know, if you want to tune in to morning prayer, I have a practitioner leads morning prayer Monday through Saturday, 8 a.m. Pacific time. We lead a noon meditation every day at 12 uh, Pacific time on Agape's Facebook page. So there's a lot of offerings, there's counseling, there's spiritual crisis counseling, there's, the community is full. There's a whole youth program that happens on Sunday. Uh, now it obviously is being Zoomed, but, um Oh, and I'm doing a spring intensive. I I I think it's going to be um the f- it's going to be the first Saturday in June. Mm-hmm. I I had a, a a New Year's intensive at the beginning of the year, so I'm going to have a spring intensive. It's going to be a full day immersion nice. into assisting individuals in harvesting what they saw for themselves at the beginning of the year mm-hmm. or rebooting it and reestablishing yourself in the unfoldment of the next great version of yourself.
1: Oh, I love it. I need to be there front row, center, virtually. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you, Dr. Beckwith. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, your light. Thank you all at home for joining us again for another episode of New Growth. I love you and I will chat with you soon. Bye.
2: God bless.